0: Welcome to Beauty Guides Podcast. You can find us at Beauty Guides on Instagram and Facebook. We are two beauty industry professionals discussing makeup, skincare, and sometimes even self-care. Email us your beauty questions at beautyguidespodcast at gmail.com. My name is Kelsey. I'm a licensed esthetician and educator. You can find me on Instagram at Kelsey's Aesthetics.
1: I'm Lauren. I'm a licensed cosmetologist and a freelance hair and makeup artist. You can find me on Instagram at Charleston Glam. Intro song by Leah Simmons. We are now on iTunes, Podcasts, and Spotify. Leave us a review if you think we've been beneficial to your beauty routine and help us get new listeners so we can stick around and keep being your beauty guides. Today's topics are fading acne marks and at-home blowouts. So Kelsey, are you listening to any podcasts, books, TVs, or movies right now?
0: So I've been watching um, Vanderpump Rules on Hulu, and yes. I'm, I'm blaming you because you were talking about Real Housewives of Salt Lake, and I was like, man, mm-hmm. I haven't watched just some like good trash reality TV in a while. So mm-hmm. um, Bravo
1: I, is like on um, in the background all day, every day in this house.
0: Yeah, I have to tell you, the um, if you're looking like for some sober inspiration, Vanderpump <laughs> Rules is it. All they do is get drunk and then fight and then they fight about their fights that they had while they were drunk and the stupid shit that happened while they're drunk and then they get really drunk and fight more. It's crazy how much they drink. It
1: actually did help me in my sobriety yeah. watching all of that because I saw myself in it a lot and then yeah. James's sobriety story because once you get further into it, James gets sober and Lala gets sober and I just was really inspired by James's. Like, yeah, story. Yeah, I
0: think they would all benefit from a little uh, – like dip the toe in sobriety because um the where I'm at right now Brittany is having like stomach problems and she's not supposed to drink and she's like still drinking
1: like yes and I remember those days too like yeah (laughs) like even being sick as a dog and be like but everyone's going to this bar crawl like I have to go
0: yeah well she was like well I'll just have a shot instead of a mixed drink and and then it's like well that's that's still drinking
1: Yeah, Mm, yeah, (laughs) it totally is. Also, back to James, too. Like, I think he is so talented. And the way his music has come because I follow him on, on Instagram. He is just amazing. And I love seeing him sober. And I just think he can achieve so much. He's really, really talented.
0: So is he so he's still in his sobriety? And I always I always wondered about his music if it was like actually good or if it was like good for TV
1: oh, no, it's amazing. You should follow him on Instagram because he puts a lot of his, like, mixes out and it's just him in his living room mixing. Um, yeah, he's he's still sober and he's rocking it. I think he's on a good path. I think that show, and I don't think the show has ended, but I don't know how they're going to come back after they fi- fired everybody, but I think James not being on the show is a good thing for him.
0: I Yeah, I guess they'll just have to get all new cast members.
1: Yeah, I'm wondering what's going to go on. And then there's part of me that has seen a few... Um, Different. I don't know what they're called, like stations that start up, and I think there's a few new reality stations coming out, and mm. I have a feeling that they're gonna like take on, you know, Brit Jacks and Lala and all the people that kind oh, of aren't on the show anymore. Spinoffs. <laughs> because spin-offs. now they're all having babies. Like Stassi, that would be an entertaining spinoff. And you know, we've yeah. just fallen in love with these characters, and our generation has really gotten to know them. So, well, it's like um yeah. um, don't be tardy for the party and oh stuff. My God.
0: <laughs> yes
1: kim zolziak and all her wigs i love it yeah god her wigs and all her kids she has so many kids now yeah Uh, she's a really interesting one to watch for surgery too because she really has it all done and has it on the show and you see how much work she has to put in to look like that and i just no thank you that's not for me (laughs) seems
0: exhausting
1: yeah what about you anything new uh media wise Yeah. I feel like all I'm doing is like watching TV. So yeah, I watched the Cecil Hotel on Netflix. Mm -hmm. That was so yawn. I already knew everything about the story. And Netflix always does this thing where they like take a documentary and they squeeze it out for hours. Mm -hmm. And it could literally just be an hour. Mm -hmm. Um, I did end up watching the New York Times framing Mm Brittany. Oh, yeah. What do you think? Did you cry? She didn't cry. I just thought it was really informative, but I did start um, listening to the podcasts and stuff from those two comedians that talk about Britney's Instagram all the time, Mm -hmm. and yeah, really interesting stuff, and I really hope that our generation, like, sees this in fruition, you know, like, gets Britney out and gets her rehabilitated, because when I look at Britney, I don't see someone that needs to be in this conservatorship for mental health problems. I see someone that has mental health problems because they're in this conservatorship, you know?
0: Yeah, I... I think there is mental health there, but, um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's like this type of mental illness that we haven't really looked into that has to do directly with being a
1: celebrity. Um, some sort of like dis- isolated, like she yeah. can't see her friends, her family, her kids. She has no normalcy of life. And just even being in 2020 and quarantining, you can see how that can affect you greatly. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. We're all Britney right now.
1: Yeah. 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 This is a time for us all to band together because we know the feeling. Let's get her out. Um, I did finish the apology line. It wasn't really that good. Oh, yeah. I remember remember when I was like, oh, I wonder why he's not narrating the show. But it was because he did die, but he died in um, like a a jet ski accident that the creator suspects suspects could be a suicide could not but it it was I really expected a lot more out of that um, but then um okay. I I'm still actively watching RuPaul and um love after Lockup. I know I turned you on that show <laughs> dude it's still going on for seasons if anybody wants to watch the trashiest mm-hmm. of the trashy reality show like real people like camera isn't even like the greatest like bravo like just real real people love after lockup is your show it is so good it's about um people that get involved with people in the prison system and then they get out and it follows their life and it's a hot mess it's so good though and i'll just
0: have to give a quick shout out to florida because it's like always in florida
1: (laughs) the show in florida let's be real. yeah (laughs) i mean there's a few other areas but yeah like there's some of them are in vegas but i'll yeah Florida and Vegas. Yeah, just like really,
0: Florida represent. Like, who knew there was like this whole prison dating? Like you can go on a website and date prisoners. And I mean, some of the some of the women, like you know, obviously we all know men play with women and to get their money and play with their hearts and all that. Like that's a man's Mm -hmm. game. But like some of these women that are doing it too, it's like almost kind of impressive. Like they find, and we sound like those
1: assholes that are like, it's not okay with the man does it, but it's okay when the woman does it. It's not, none of it's okay. None of it's okay. Okay. It is is very interesting to watch their tactics. Yeah. Yeah. You're so right. Like I didn't know that the same way you can get on Tinder or plenty of fish, you can get on dating websites if you only want to date an inmate. And I remember like the first season, the one girl who was
0: in Florida was like, I wanted to date an inmate because I know he's not out messing around with other girls. And I was like, there is so much to unpack there, sweetheart.
1: Like, (laughs) oh, my gosh, I thought the same thing. And then I was also like, well, jokes on you when he gets out, because it's not going to be like you get to hold him in your house. Like.
0: And he was. He was the one that was like, all right, I'm out. I'm going to the clubs. Bye.
1: Yeah, he was the cute one, right? So, didn't your husband kind of have a crush on him? Um, God, probably. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He there was one that was actually like a really cute Oh, inmate. wait. I was like, no, okay. he was. Yeah. And
0: my husband was like, yeah, no, he's not going to stay home. Yeah. He was like, no, a, not with that girl. Yeah, no. Yeah. He was like a good looking, like, playboy kind of guy.
1: Yeah. Yep, and so I guess the only new update other than that is I, like, changed my whole look over the weekend. (laughs) I cut these crazy bangs and, like, a shag haircut, and I don't even look like myself anymore, but I'm excited to play with some.
0: That's amazing. I can't wait uh, to see all the looks you're going to be doing with your
1: hair. Um, Yeah. And I love that the internet listens to you because I was like going on a tangent with Trevor about my hair. And I'm like, I think I want to do like a coral color this summer rather than the pink that I usually go. Mm-hmm. And then now I have like this like 70s shag like Stevie Nicks thing going on. And then the internet started sending me pictures of an artist on Society6 that literally has Stevie Nicks photos drawn with her with coral hair and stars around it. <laughs>
0: the, I love that you aren't scared to just like change your hair almost completely I mean you like you're like I have bangs now and I'm gonna have coral hair this summer and yeah. that's cool that's cool that also maybe that you're any crisis maybe it's cool
1: I don't know but I'm living for it
0: <laughs> and it's funny because like I um you know there's like that classic saying like oh when a girl does something like crazy to her hair she's got something crazy going on or whatever but I think for you it's just like this is like you just get these artistic um inspiration moments
1: Absolutely, and I don't know. I feel like every time there's like a Mercury retrograde, I go through like a lot of self-reflection, and I really feel like a snake like coming out of their skin. And I feel like every time I change my look, I'm like entering into a new version of myself that I want to honor. I don't know. It's very therapeutic for me, and nothing's wrong with me when I change my look. (laughs) Usually, I'm happier. Honor the snake
0: within. Just honor that. (laughs) Honor it. Um, I did start a new podcast called The Opportunist. Uh Um, it only has two episodes out right now, but it's about, um, so essentially there was this murder that when they were investigating this murder, it led to this, um, discovery of this internet doomsday cult. And yeah, I
1: love cults. I think cults are so interesting. They're so, so interesting. Especially right now in history, we definitely have some cult stuff going on because of the current political climate. Yeah. I love, I love learning about cults. Okay. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah.
0: You know, I watched, um, because you can watch it or listen to it. I watched the entire Kanye um, Joe Rogan episode. It was like three and a half hours. I watched and listened to the whole thing. And I I really think Kanye has some cult leader-like attributes going on right now.
1: Absolutely. Um, I You've said that to me before, and it's mm-hmm. made me dive deeper in my own thinking. And mm-hmm. I can totally see that.
0: Yeah. Well, he talked the entire like three and a half hours about all these things he wants to do, but he never really said anything, right? Right. And it all sounds really good what he wants to do. He's like, I wanna bring the people together and I wanna heal the people with music and I wanna grow our own food. And it's like, these are all things we all want. Like this all sounds great, but like his whole thing is like he wants to be president, right? Mm -hmm. And so Joe Rogan was like, okay, so, like, what's your foreign policy plan? And he's like, he's like, I don't know why people keep asking me that. Like, everything's just going to come together. And it's like, okay, okay. I
1: don't know why people keep asking me these questions that are really important to a presidency. Like, that's so funny. And seriously, every cult comes from, like, an ego like a Mm -hmm. maniacal leader and he does have those attributes
0: and it's it's I mean a lot of them I mean the ones that I've learned about or whatever there always is like some sort of in the beginning like a positive thing to it like let's create our own society because the society right now sucks So Mm -hmm. let's, like, create this, like, positive environment where we all help each other and we all work together. You know, there is, like, a lot of that in the beginning. Um, But then it always gets, like, okay, now I have to sleep with everyone's wives. Yes!
1: (laughs) That's why I love calls because it's always the first 10 minutes of the episode where I'm like, ooh, 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 okay. Like, I I totally understand being sucked into this call. And then you're right. It switches and then the leader has to have sex with everybody and no one else is allowed to have sex. No one else is
0: allowed to. And um, (laughs) I went to college – Um, for my last few years in Southwest Florida, like the Fort Myers area. And there's this, like, they've made it into a state park, but it used to be a cult. And it's just, like, it's kind of on the water, and it's these houses, and it's just kind of, like, a nice area. Um, But what they did is they kept the men and women separate, so there was no, like, more creation of members. And their whole thing was that, so instead of us looking out at space, We were actually looking down into the center of the earth. Um, Yeah, and then someone landed on the moon. And they were like, okay, never mind.
1: (laughs) So then the call disappeared. But it was like
0: one of my favorite parks to go to. It was a really nice park.
1: Yeah, I would love to check that out. That sounds awesome. That's one of the cool things about living in Florida. There's just always some crazy shit going down. And you're pretty sane, so you don't get involved in it. But, you know, it's got to be kind of fascinating. Yeah, not yet. We'll
0: see. uh, We'll see. If we get these uh, COVID vaccines, if our uh, 5G reception starts going up and stuff.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. P- oh, my gosh. The I love I love a good right conspiracy
0: now. theory, too. I love a good conspiracy theory.
1: You know what's funny? I actually really flipped out on everybody on Facebook when the QAnon stuff started coming out. Mm-hmm. Because when I was in my really heavy drinking days and I wasn't happy, I would sit at home and, like, research all these theories. It, it was very comforting to me. and. Then when I saw it coming back out right now, like in 2020, I was like, oh, hell to the no. I just have like this thing inside of me that feels that I have to do good by telling people when like other things are wrong so I was just like (laughs) popping off every day I know people think I'm crazy I don't care but I you can totally get sucked into them if you're not in a good place in your life and that's scary yeah
0: well and it's also um, my sister recommended this podcast to me that um, I've been listening to it's called the the mystery and wonder of being and it's about a guy who was in a famous very famous Christian rock group like a music group they were like one of the most famous ones. and Creed, he, just kidding. No, <laughs> remember Creed? Yeah, I do remember Creed. Um, <laughs> I don't know the name of it, I didn't actually look up who he was, but anyway, anyways, recently he came out and was like, I'm not a Christian. He's like, I don't, I don't think I believe in God anymore. Like, I don't think, and so this, um, this podcast is about him kind of exploring that and then interviewing other people. And, um, it was really interesting because they talk about people who want to believe in Christianity um, pretty hardcore are people who are kind of easily persuaded people and mm-hmm. they want like things that they see. They want like the universe to, they want that to be like a sign from the universe. Like they have this like confirmation biased, like, Oh, yeah. well I saw a bird. So that means it's my mom telling me to go do this or whatever. So um, it's interesting. It's definitely,
1: it's definitely a, a certain type of person. Um, it is. And it is so interesting because you can really like go through it. We mentally know like how these things occur and how they happen and the type of people that can be sucked into them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I could just go on for hours. But as a spiritual person, I totally get that. You know, sometimes I think I see signs and stuff. But where do you go too far? You know, yeah. where where is it just something that like brings you comfort and peace and gives you a way of like looking at life and a good path to go on versus you're just in the thick of it. and You can't see anything for what's actually right or wrong.
0: Yeah. I think a good red flag would be if you're listening to some guy who then says you can't have relations with your boyfriend anymore and only can have sex with him. That would see, generally I also
1: <laughs> realize I'm way too mouthy to be in a call. Cause if someone told me to like not be around Trevor, who is just like my everything in this world, I'd be like, ah, uh, screw you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no. this, be like, yeah, that's a no for me, dog. That's a yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. For me. I'm out. Peace. <laughs> um, are you, so do you have any new products in your
1: routine that you're loving? So, yeah, I told you that I broke my um, face wash. Yeah. uh, Yeah, so I've been, like, it's kind of made me, like use my Sunday Riley cleansing balm Mm -hmm. and I really love it I know you looked at the ingredients and you said everything looks good but I just I really like the way my face is um responding to it is it
0: one of those that's like it starts kind of almost like a solid and then kind of melts as you work it in? yeah so it's
1: in like a small circular um canister yeah Mm -hmm. and then you just like dip your fingers into it which I know sanitary wise can be kind of gross but if you're only you know doing it to yourself you're fine but Mm -hmm. I like it
0: Well, and I'm under the assumption that if you're about to wash your face, you probably washed your hands first, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've been trying this new, um, it's called a sleeping pack. It's by Etude House. It's a Korean beauty etude. I don't uh-huh. know. At Tude House, their collagen sleeping pack. And so I was kind of looking for something like an overnight mask. Um, I'm a pretty lazy esthetician in that I don't really like masking. I really, I just can't be bothered. I really can't. <laughs> I <laughs> I hate having to wash off a mask. So I like ones that I can sleep in or ones that like I can do like in the shower or like when I'm like in the tub or whatever. So mm-hmm. My skin responds really well to collagen. Um, now collagen, just before someone gets mad, collagen, um, putting topical, (laughs) yeah, right. Before someone gets mad. (laughs) I know. Well, I just, I hear the internet and the internet coming at me right now. So (laughs) applying collagen to the skin isn't going to do anything for your collagen production or anything like that. It has nothing to do. It can't go deep enough. It's not going to help your collagen and your dermis in any way. However, it's a great moisturizing ingredient, um, so I've been playing around with this. I did it, and the next morning I um, I immediately texted you because I was like, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, <laughs> I already ordered it. I can't wait to get it. <laughs> so I've used it a couple times now. And so I, it really works best for me when I do, like, my regular nighttime skincare, like my serums and my moisturizers, and then put this on over top. And cuz I tried using it as a moisturizer as itself and because it's kind of that watery gel consistency, it, it just didn't work the same. It really is meant to be go over all of your skincare. And it okay. just And then
1: did you sorry, did you say you put moisturizer over top? No, underneath of it. So underneath.
0: I I did my serum and then I did my eye cream, moisturizer, and then I put a layer of this and I didn't rub it in all the way. I kind of left like kind of a thick layer on it. And, um, and then it, it'll soak in, it takes about 10 minutes, but it'll soak in and just the next morning, my skin just feels so soft and so smooth.
1: Oh, that's so good to know. Also, I'd like to bring up with the point that you were making about collagen. Can you also speak on all of the supplements and the powders that everybody has you drinking that has collagen in it? Is that really effective or what? So, there's not enough research to say either Mm -hmm. way.
0: Um, And then that's kind of what that's kind of what I base my decisions off of is um, because the the thought is since you can't topically put collagen on your skin, if you ingest collagen. Um, and collagen helps with so much more than just collagen in our skin it helps with like Um, our joints and um, our brain productivity and things like that so the thought is is if we ingest it because the way that we used to eat we actually took in a lot more collagen because you get it from essentially like bone marrow and bones so we used to eat like bone broth and you know we used to eat whole animal things like that so that that
1: means that the vegan community might need to look elsewhere for more collagen maybe
0: yeah I think they're Mm -hmm. making vegan collagen there I see a lot of things that say like plant based is collagen and to me I'm just I'm not sure I don't know I I feel like there's not enough research on it right now I feel like it's
1: essentially mm-hmm. just a trend right now. Which I, mean, yeah, I think that's a really fair assessment because like you're not going to lie to people, which is the whole point of this podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're not paid by anybody. We're just going to give you the truth. And sometimes the truth is, I don't know, but if it works for you, go for it. Right. It's but like, you're right. It is trending a little mm-hmm. too much.
0: Yeah. And I think it's like, um, like vitamins. Like for me, yeah. I take a lot of vitamins and supplements and I feel like they really help me. And then other people don't need vitamins or, or don't take them, you know? So it's just, if it works for you, great. Keep doing it.
1: Yes, love that. That did bring me to um, some ideas for episodes in the future. Definitely um, an episode on sleepy masks would be really fun because mm-hmm. who doesn't want to go to sleep and have pretty skin when they wake up? Or um, lazy girl skin hacks would be a really fun one too. Oh,
0: yeah, I love lazy girl skin hacks because I okay. – got... I'm a
1: lazy hairstylist and makeup artist too. I want to get there in as little steps as possible. Yeah, I definitely
0: – some estheticians are like really extra. And like I would say I'm a moderate – as like as – in terms of what I do for myself, but sometimes I'm just tired and I'm just like, Oh yes. (laughs) And like with everything we have to do, like I have to brush my teeth for two minutes. I have to floss. Like, it's just a lot. There's a lot you're asking me to do. And so sometimes I just want to like one and done.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I am so with you on that. So are there any products that were so good that you reordered from last month? Yes. So I just placed a Sephora
0: order for my Hourglass Ambient Lighting Powder. Oh, yeah. I used the Diffused Light, which is like the yellowy one. It's like a yep. soft yellow. I have a lot of like purple under my eyes. Um mm-hmm. And I actually, I use that for setting my concealer. I find that um, I like to set my concealer because I wear my glasses a lot. And it just putting concealer on and then putting your glasses on, It's I'm basically just putting concealer on my glass my lenses. Yeah. Um, so I like to set a little bit, but every other, I mean, the whole thing about when I turned 30, I just, I couldn't set my face like I used to. Um, and so I definitely
1: struggled with that as well.
0: Yeah. So the hourglass, um, is what I really like to use. Um, I take it under my eye and then I'll just kind of continue in that C shape above my brow. Um mm-hmm. and I don't know sometimes sometimes I'll cover my entire face in it and sometimes I won't. Um, but this is the first time I've actually ordered a full size. I usually oh nice yeah I usually only buy the mini because I I don't use I mean a mini lasts me about a year but they've
1: been it really sp- does if you're ever looking an hourglass and the price tag scares you they have the minis for twenty five dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, they only have limited shades but pick one up it will actually last you a really long time and it will show you the beauty of hourglass.
0: Yeah well so that's how I got like I dipped my toe into it. And because at first I was like, I don't even know how to use these. Like, I just know everyone loves them. So, um, but the mini has been of this specific color has been sold out forever and I'm too scared to try another
1: color. So I bought a big girl size. Yay. And that also reminds me, I have been using the hourglass veil setting powder Mm -hmm. under my eyes and you're spot on with the color. It's kind of like that light banana has like a Mm. little bit of a, like a yellow goldenish tint to it but I wonder how much the differences are between the pressed powder versus the loose but also if you're listening and you're having issues with that under eye area Laura Mercier makes a really good under eye brightening powder that has pearl peptides in it so that the light reflects off of the eyes which is really good if you have like some fine lines and also if you put powder under the eyes and it gets a little too dry that Sonia Rosselli product I was talking about water elixir if you put a little bit on your ring finger and like lightly press it where you usually like wrinkle or crease, it will set it so beautifully mm. and add that hydration back in.
0: You know, I think powders, especially when you're going to be using them on like troublesome areas, I think powders are one thing. It's kind of worth like splurging on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Be- yeah,
0: because they just they they're just a better quality. And when your when your skin, um, especially around the eyes, and it just gets so obvious when things are like crepey and just not great looking. Mm-hmm.
1: Also, you can tell the difference if you go to a drugstore and you just buy, like, a big old, like, c- canister of setting powder, you know, in the cheaper mm-hmm. areas. It's a thicker powder, and when you buy these luxury powders, a lot of them are finely milled, and you can really tell the difference. And if you think about that, you don't want, you know, a big, chunky powder going under your eyes. It's going to be a hot mess. You want something that is so fine that it almost does not show up on skin, and it really kind of, like, settles in there.
0: hmm I used mm-hmm. to, um, when I worked... At Ulta and caked my face, I used to do the tart shape tape, so much of it under my eyes and then Shame. set it with like a Maybelline loose powder. And it was like the creepiest mess.
1: <laughs> yeah. And you can get away with it a little more because like you're young. But yeah, I used to see, do the same thing, especially especially when I was hungover. It was like, where's the shape tape? I want it all under my, <laughs> my eyes. Like, it was really bad. <laughs> Um, oh, so have you
0: seen, all right, so I'm going to change to news and pop culture. Did you mm-hmm. see, um, the new trailer with Emma Stone as Cruella DeVille? I've seen one picture and that's all I've seen, but I am so intrigued and interested. Oh, it looks so good. It looked just her looks like, you know, I, when I first heard they were doing this, I was like, no, Glenn, Cl- Glenn Close. Is that the one who originally yeah, did it? Yeah. yeah. I was like, she was so good. I was like, they need to just kind of leave this alone but i it's it's essentially her origin story and i it looks good it looks like there's going to be some oh, fashion so some makeup about. and Yeah, and it's um, it's like London, and it's um, it looks, it just looks good. It looks, it looks like I'm excited for it.
1: There was a guy on my Facebook yesterday that was like, "Why I love Emma Stone, but why do we care so much about a dog killer?" And I just commented, "Like fashion, period. Fashion, like that's all this movie is about, and that's what we're excited about. Especially knowing that it's in London. Oh, they're gonna bring it. They're gonna bring it. Right?
0: Because that's the whole thing. Is she worked at this like fashion house?" um and Whoa. so it looks like she has a boss almost like the devil wears Prada kind of style mm-hmm. where it's like this this boss that's like a shitty boss kind of I don't know and so and she's like the young intern or whatever mm-hmm. um so I don't know I'm just excited to see I actually like the origin stories like I liked Maleficent um you know I like this I think they can have a lot of fun with this whole villain idea
1: um, yeah. I haven't really seen a lot of these movies. I really just look at the oh, makeup looks. That's yeah. It.
0: <laughs> I I'm a I'm a Disney
1: fan. pre I, and I love that about you. You're like making me realize I have been actually going back and watching old Disney movies. Yeah. Yeah, getting my Disney vibe back. I feel like I went away from it. I've never really been a a big Disney person, but I definitely appreciate it more in these, like, especially in these shitty turbulent times. It's nice to turn your brain off and watch Aladdin. So you know what Disney
0: movie I love, and everyone freaks out when I say this, is I love Bambi. I love Bambi. And I'll tell you why. Because, so the mom dies at like 45 minutes in. But up until then, it is just classical music with very little dialogue and these like little woodland creatures playing in the snow, playing in the spring times, playing in the woods. Like it's just, and it's to me. That's like Fantasia. Exactly. And to me it's more about like the seasons of life, like every season changes and it's like a different season of life. And I don't know, I love Bambi. When Disney Plus came out and everyone was like freaking out over the movies, like I was watching Bambi every day. And everyone's (laughs) like, I can't believe you watch that. And it's like, I don't know if you guys know this, but like, your mom's gonna die someday. Like, oh I'm my die. God, Kelsey, <laughs> you're that friend, like. <laughs> but it's you know and it's
1: super I don't know I
0: hate to be the one to tell you this um but it's just it's so much more than that so Walt Disney what I had heard and I don't know if that's true or not but the area of Patagonia which is in South America and it's there like um the southern point of South America where they have like their their forests and um, the meadows. And Walt Disney was really inspired by that to write Bambi. And so I just, I don't know, I like the idea of like woodland creatures. So
1: yeah, I also love what you're saying, too, about like talking about the hard things in life. Like mm-hmm. we all have to learn these hard lessons. And you know, we have friends that some of their parents pass away at an earlier age. So like, maybe it's good that they have these type of cartoons out there Because a child could maybe relate more or see something like that in themselves.
0: They always say it's because... So Walt Disney bought his parents a home when he started making money. And his dad had called him and said, like, hey, there's, like, a weird smell. And he's like, okay, I'll be by tomorrow to check it out. And then his parents died of the carbon monoxide poisoning. Uh, And they say that's why he, like, kills parents in movies. Because he has that trauma of losing parents. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's, I mean, no one, only Walt knows him and his frozen body.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That is just so bizarre to me. Okay, also, really quick, sorry, Mm -hmm. this is random, but we were talking about the Miracle Bomb last week. Yeah. Did you look? ingredients on, on i that? did
0: i looked up the ingredients so there's no squalane um oh, no. <laughs> but the amount of skin loving oils that are in it i think you're spot on with you saying that it looks like it's going to really adhere to the skin it looks like it's going to like absorb and become almost second skin because there's that's That is what good makeup is. There's jojoba, um, argan, rosehip, and sea buckthorn oil, which are all amazing, vitamin-rich, great for skin oils. So um, I just placed my Sephora order, so I'm not going to be ordering that this month, but definitely next month. That uh, that Dusty Rose one, I'm coming for it. Yes.
1: I'm going to go for both of them because I need a mix, but I think I'm probably going to check it out next month, too. Yeah. And then also, think speaking of mixtures and concoctions, did you hear that the Gorilla um, oh Blue Woman's hair has been restored? This
0: Gorilla Glue girl, this <laughs> poor girl, she united the world. We were all
1: watching. This poor girl. It was crazy. Is it Baba? I'm a mean person and I don't feel bad for her? Like, who does that? Like, we all, like, I was saying to Trevor, I'm like, if you need something in your home fixed and you want it to last, what do you do? You reach for Gorilla Glue. Yeah. Why, why would you put this on your hair?
0: She didn't, I mean, I don't, I don't think it was intentional. You know, like, I don't know. It's hard because, like, I've definitely done dumb stuff. Yeah, that's true. You know true. what I mean? I'm just lucky that I never did it to my hair on the internet. But I've definitely done like dumb things thinking like, oh, this will work. like,, um, and I just I don't know, I just feel bad. and I think also the the bigger the bigger issue here is the the struggle that like women of color have to go through with their hair to like make it presentable, right? And, you know, the, it, I don't know, it, it was, I don't know, I'm on some
1: futuristic shit, because I just see so much that hair has come from in, you know, the black community. Mm -hmm. I see so many amazing black artists that are showing good hairstyles. Mm -hmm. I just feel like we've come a lot farther than you think, maybe because you're not following those people. I just, I don't get it. I just think there's so many people doing dumb shit on the internet. And like, people want them to rally behind them and feel bad. And at what point I'm like, do we hold ourselves accountable? Like, I'm glad that. The surgeon helped her. Yeah. Absolutely, this woman deserved help. But then yeah. you have a guy gluing his lips together. Like it's going uh, further. Oh,
0: and I also like I definitely saw the part of the internet that's saying like she started the GoFundMe. Like it's a scam. Yeah. Like and all this stuff. And it's I like, don't know. Maybe being from Baltimore just makes me not
1: trust people. It probably <laughs> so
0: bad. probably you're. You you almost sound like me. Usually I'm the cynical person telling you that your yeah. mom, your mom's going to die. So yeah.
1: <laughs> I know we both did it, but we were just like mad about different things. But I will say that the per- the um person that got it out of her hair, they used a a um, mixture of olive oil, J-Lo, mm. don't be promoting this, okay, <laughs> um, a dash of acetone and some medical grade adhesive remover and aloe. Mm. Oh, beautiful, beautiful things then, beautiful things. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, I saw a lot of people saying they were worried about what was going on with her hair follicles underneath of all of it, like if they had died or like what the, but it looks like, I saw a picture of her recently, someone volunteered to like, cut her hair like help her out a little bit and so she posted um a picture of her I'm just I'm glad I'm glad she's okay
1: I'm glad there's people out there willing to help her absolutely but yeah I wondered the same thing because to me like just knowing the chemistry of hair and have the science of hair there's no way that you could really save that whole hairstyle like uh-huh. her it's almost like a you need to shave and start fresh type deal yeah
0: I mean, uh, yeah I'm surprised yeah. she had she ended it with hair I I
1: Really, I am, too. Yeah. I'm very impressed. Good for those doctors. And that's nice that someone's going to give her advice and tell her what to use in the future because <laughs> it shouldn't be gorilla glue. Oh, God. Poor girl.
0: I know. <laughs> um, I know. In other news, I saw Paula's Choice is coming
1: to Sephora um, on February. Oh, yes! By the way, Vanessa Myricks is, too, who is an amazing makeup artist. Oh, but, cool. Yeah, let's talk about Paula's Choice. Well,
0: Paula's Choice is probably probably my favorite and number one recommended skincare brand um, because Paula herself was an esthetician that she's been this brand has been around for um, quite a bit and the whole idea behind it was she was like kind of like how we are where she saw like the lies the gimmicks the you know the fluff and she wanted to just create skincare that just works that has research behind it so I always recommend Paula's choice because I think it's I think it's pretty affordable and Mm -hmm. I think you're getting good quality stuff. And I think you can kind of find what you need. So, um, the fact that she's coming to Sephora is also, is awesome. However, I'm still, anytime I'm going to order, probably order from her website directly because they always have sales always.
1: Oh yeah. And also people out there, if you are looking for like a gateway to skincare, Skip the ordinary. Go Mm -hmm. straight to Paula's Choice. You will be so happy. She has such great products.
0: They do. And they have, like, the help you find your routine. And the other Mm -hmm. thing is I always tell my esthetician students on her website is a skin ingredient dictionary where it tells you, like, what the ingredient is. Like, is it an emollient in Is it good for skin? Is it research backed or is it, I mean, it's just, it's an amazing thing what the website has.
1: She, it really is. It's so helpful.
0: There is a little bit of controversy with the brand, um, because they're used to, I think the website is influencer or something like that. It's a website where basically it's sort of like the giant review section in Sephora. Um, but her brand owned that website and all of their products had like five star reviews. Um <laughs>
1: oh. so
0: this was this was years ago though. Mm-hmm. Um but so a little suspicious, but I'll say everything I've used from them I've loved and I always am recommending their products to people.
1: Yes, yes, love Paula. Um and then
0: you tagged me our girl Demi. Demi, love you, Demi. She's coming out yes. with a
1: documentary. I know. I can't wait to watch it. We will definitely be talking about that. Oh, yeah. And sorry, back to Sephora with the Mm. Danessa Myers products coming out. Lots of squalane in her products. And they're so nice, so lovely. They look like second skin. Also, if you're a makeup lover and you love the different finishes that you see in, like, really fun editorial looks, she is your girl. Like, she does these, like, liquid finish looks where, like, the skin is just, like, bouncing light off of it. It is amazing.
0: I've never heard of her, so I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of indie brands out there that are actual real makeup artists that, you know, maybe they don't have the marketing or they're getting their start, but those are really the products that you want to look at because they really care about us. <laughs>
0: they they really care. They actually know what they're doing.
1: Yes, they do. It's so nice. Speaking of yeah.
0: makeup artist brands, what do you think of the Patrick Ta brand?
1: I haven't really checked that out, and yeah. I'm not really interested. Okay, I don't know. Maybe I'll look at some of them. But another makeup um, artist that I'm not makeup artist, sorry, celebrity that just started their own makeup line is Halsey.
0: Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ew! I hate it. Oh yeah. Okay. So her stuff is really interesting because it's like um they're like shadow sticks, but it's yeah. like it's like neon yellow. And yeah, and
1: she's trying to do this like whole gender neutral, no bias type thing, but I'm just bored, and I've seen it done before.
0: Yeah, I think maybe if she had done this, maybe like seven, five to seven years ago, I think mm-hmm. it, I think it would have been different I think right
1: I agree now. timing is everything yeah. and that's why you see a lot of things happen like the Jaclyn Hill scandal where like they don't want to put a launch out at a certain time or they're not ready and then mm-hmm. you know pallets sit in a warehouse for a year and mold and then they that's when they release it
0: <laughs> yeah and I just think the the industry is just so oversaturated right now like um, it's so bad. you you have to be like spot on I mean like how I said I felt so bored about Lady Gaga's brand and she should mm-hmm. be someone that's like really impressing, like hitting it out of the park with her makeup line. And I just, I wasn't
1: impressed yeah and i just think it's like we're getting to a point that i'm really grateful for where i think that maybe in the next five to ten years like the focus is is really going to go back on the experts like Mm -hmm. people are starting to come forth now that are makeup artists that have their own makeup line that are estheticians that have their own skincare line and it's like that's where we need to go not jlo i mean i know i love rihanna's (laughs) products but like you know what i mean it's it's getting to be too much and all the influencer like launches like great another eyeshadow palette and a million different colors I don't yeah. care
0: they love their eyeshadow palettes don't they the influencers they really yeah I think the only one who um because I definitely followed these youtubers maybe like five years ago I, I watched all of them all of like the big ones and um and I don't anymore because it it just gets to the point where it's like I can't watch you go to Bali another time I really can't
1: Right. So so,
0: um, but Manny MUA, his makeup line, he does he has this very like Sailor Moon aesthetic Um, and his he and because of that, the packaging is a little interesting. I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's a little bit more than just like an eyeshadow palette. Like a, you know, a 12 pan eyeshadow palette. I don't know. I think his, I don't buy any of his stuff because it just, none of it. um,
1: I try to be really mindful about what I bring into my collection absolutely Um, especially for like saving the world you know you don't want to just be buying a ton of makeup and mm -hmm. that's like wasting packaging and stuff like that but I love that
0: yeah I mean I love makeup don't get me wrong I spend my money on it I love my collection but I try to just be because there was a while where I wasn't thoughtful about what I was bringing into my collection and then I just end up with too much it'll never get used and makeup expires that's yeah that's the big thing about it so um, but uh, his stuff is really cool. But I mean, every other YouTuber and they, yeah, not impressed.
1: Not- and it's crazy now because they have the YouTubers, they have the influencers, and now they have people that report news on the drama of these yeah. influencers. Like, it is just getting out of control it's now. It's crazy. Who says not everyone has a job? Like, come on. <laughs> you know what's
0: crazy is like, so I have a lot of really young students. And when like Jeffree Star comes up, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I had, um, I was friends with him on MySpace when he was a musician and they're all like and they're all like wait he was a musician i was like oh god yeah yeah he was and myspace was a thing and yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so all the time (laughs) uh, yeah myspace what what a day you know the janitor from our high school like tried to be friends with all of us through myspace
1: no, yeah, I, did not he w- I didn't even know we had a janitor. Like
0: We <laughs> he was and he was like in his twenties and he would come to we all worked at Cheeseburger in Paradise and he would come there with his friends and get really drunk and try and talk to us and he would like invite us to parties and stuff on MySpace and oh. yeah like and like back then we were all like oh my god so creepy I'm scared I'm not gonna say anything and it's like can you imagine if you tried to pull that shit now
1: oh he, my god you'd be cancelled so quick
0: he would be all over the news like he would never ha- be able to get a job again like it would be crazy but back then we were like oh my god so weird I'm uncomfortable like yeah, but don't tell anybody don't you tell know? anybody because we'll get in trouble it's our fault yeah it's definitely Ew. the 17 year old girl's fault
1: Right, right, yeah. I know that's something I'm really starting to learn, like looking through past trauma, like in my self healing is like a lot of the stuff like I was in my twenties and I was like eighteen, not my fault. Like I'll take responsibility for where I can, but you gotta it was a different time back then. Yeah. It was definitely
0: a different. I'm time.
1: I'm I'm glad for these new people and how they're canceling everybody. Like men need to be more scared. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the um i apologize after it like a woman sorry The
0: one of the big corporate guys comes to my school all the time just to like check things out or whatever and he will blatantly walk through the school with no mask on and i'm just like god these white men just like you know middle-aged rich white men just doing whatever they want i'm just like so over it over yeah oh, I
1: went back to get my eyeglasses last time remember I told you about the um, middle-aged white man yes. that like was telling me about the Mount Pleasant mom glasses yes well he had a different tune when I came in and I told you I bought these like really designer glasses like they're pretty out there but like the acetate on them is so beautiful and I heard they were from Italy and I was like so my style his response was wow these glasses are so beautiful like I was kind of mad that you were the one to buy them because we should have bought it because we'll never get it back again And I was just like, I wanted to be like, F off. Like, how about, I'm so glad that someone like you got to have these beautiful glasses. We'll never get them back in the store again. But it's just like... What a weird comment. What a weird comment. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. That was a little off topic. We'll talk about acne marks now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, in last week's episode, Lauren had asked me about fading acne. um, And I kind of went into it a little bit, but it's, it's kind of like a bigger... You know, it needed its own space, so we're going to give it that. Um, Real quick, I created a product guide on our Beauty Guides Instagram showcasing some of um, products that I think would be really beneficial for this. Yay. So um, the marks left on the skin after a breakout are known as post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. And essentially, it's just discoloration left on the skin after a trauma. The skin uses pigment as a form of defense. So to reduce the pigment, it's actually a two-step process. The first one is you need to exfoliate off the pigmented cells on top of the skin. And you're going to do this with things like AHAs, retinol, enzymes, um, or gentle scrubs. Kind of your typical exfoliants. And then the second part is you need to stop the pigment cycle that's occurring within the skin, creating the discoloration. So the pigment is getting produced sort of at the base layer of your epidermis. And then the pigmented cells are moving up to the top
1: of the surface of the skin where you see them. Okay, and when you say pigment as a form of defense, mm-hmm. is that pigment there to, like, help against sun exposure or to make sure that, like, nothing touches that skin? What is it there for?
0: Yeah, right. So it's – um the best way I can explain it is it's almost like the skin popping up an umbrella to shield itself. Okay. Yeah, so you – that's why you get these kind of patches of discoloration, either from, like, like sunspots or from a breakout – um, Our skin
1: is trying to be so nice to us. Yeah, it's
0: it's protecting us. Um and this mm-hmm. is the same pigment you see when you get a suntan too, actually. Okay. Um, it's that it's that protection factor. Um, so in order to stop the pigmented cycle, you need to be doing this with like serums or treatment products that you use consistently. Um, and patience is key with this step. You will not see the first signs of pigment lightening until you've been consistently using your serums for about four weeks, um, with really full results
1: being at like 12 weeks. Um, I think that's a really great point to note that in skincare, a lot of times if you're dealing with issues, it takes at least four weeks for you to see any type of result. So when you see like your influencers or people marketing a product and they're like, In my first week, I saw this, they're they're lying to you Mm -hmm. and know that this is like, and if you do buy a product and you don't see the immediate results, give it some time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. The only thing I would say you see like immediate results with are things like chemical peels or, um, microdermabrasion or things like that. But again, it's just temporary because it's just removing the pigmented cells at the top of the surface of the skin. But the, the pigment cycle is still occurring at the base of the skin. You've done nothing to stop that. Interesting. So, the um, ingredients that you want to use for um, these lightening of the pigments, um, the best one is going to be vitamin C and specifically asorbic acid. So vitamin C is kind of a hot, trendy ingredient right now on the market, and it's in a lot of different forms. Um, and the most studied and the most proven um, to be effective in lightening pigmentation is the ascorbic acid. So um, ascorbic acid is also is awesome because it's going to A, stop that pigment formation, um B, stop that pigment cycle. So it's going to pre- prevent the trauma from occurring. And it and then B, if the trauma has occurred and your skin's producing the pigment, it's going to stop that from growing to the surface of the skin. Um, and it also um, promotes collagen production in the skin. Um, so we love that because very few things actually do that. Oh, yeah, very nice. I have been trying out so many vitamin Cs. And I actually, I've been doing this for months now because I wanted to do, there's so many vitamin C's on the market right now. And so I really wanted to kind of, I can read the ingredients of things, but it's different when you actually use it. So I've been trying to use everything for about six to eight weeks. Um, Mm -hmm. so give me time guys, but I'll do a whole episode on vitamin C, (laughs)
1: but I love you for that. It's going to be awesome.
0: But I do have some vitamin C's that I have tried out that I do like and are a fan of on that product guide.
1: Can you name some vitamin C's that you've tried that are maybe um more popular that just really didn't do it for you? Oh, vitamin C's that are more popular that didn't do it for me. Like um, anything that when you're in Sephora like, you know, somebody should have in their head like Kelsey said don't use this one or Kelsey says to use this one.
0: Got it. Okay. Well, um I'm going to tell you your uh probably your drugstore and going into mm-hmm. your drugstore um anything really there the most recent one that i used that just did not work for me or and i just did not think it was doing anything was target has a new line called versed like um a song verse um, uh-huh. and their vitamin c with licorice and turmeric it uh, it was not great it was sticky it didn't do anything for my skin it it seems like it was oxidizing really fast um mm-hmm. but um Essentially, if something look for things in a pump is what I'm going to give you advice on, because if anything's in like a dropper or mm-hmm. um, it's going to get oxidized pretty fast. And then anything in like a jar, like a jar moisturizer that says vitamin C, there's no way that's working. That's there now. Nah, nah.
1: OK, that's really helpful, though. Um,
0: so the next ingredient and um, is and the second most studied and proven is retinol. So retinoids work by exfoliating the surface of the skin. They increase collagen production and they prevent pigment formation. So um, when you're starting a new retinol or you're new to the retinol game, slow and steady is your best friend. Um, We love Luna by Sunday Riley. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, This is a great beginner retinol um, because it has so many other ingredients in it to kind of counteract any irritation. There's something known as the retinol uglies. Which is essentially when you start a retinol, your skin's going to get worse before it gets better, Um, especially with the stronger retinols. um, It's your skin's going to get really irritated, red and flaky and just look awful. And then you kind of get over that hump and then your skin looks really good. Um, But with the Luna, I felt like I didn't have any of that.
1: OK, I was going to ask you, is is something wrong if you're not getting that? Because I have had that experience when I was on a dermatologist recommended retinol that was prescription based and I looked awful. But on the Luna, I'm not going through that anymore.
0: Right. So the type of retinol formation in the Luna is meant to be non-irritating to the skin. Plus, mm-hmm. they have all the additional ingredients to help with that reaction. When you're using something in prescription from the dermatologist, it's just retinol. So, there's none mm-hmm. of those like buffers
1: to help. Oh, that makes so much sense because mm-hmm. there's so many like good skin loving ingredients in mm-hmm. the Luna as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's um, specifically like chamomile and blue tansy, which are both like super calming, soothing ingredients. Good to
1: know. Good to know. So
0: those two are going to be like your gold standard for pigment reduction. But there's also some other great ingredients. Um, You had brought up licorice root um, and licorice root has actually been studied to be more effective than um, kojic acid or absorbic acid, which is vitamin C as a, a pigment. Uh,
1: preventer. So also, Kelsey, the vitamin C and the retinol isn't there. Aren't you not supposed to mix vitamin C and retinol? Ooh, yes. Great point. So you never want to mix. <laughs> you
0: never want to mix your actives. So if you are using vitamin C and retinol, use your vitamin C during the day and your retinol at night. Um, Or if you're going to use like um, an AHA or a BHA, anything that's like an active exfoliating, um, just use them at opposite times or at opposite days.
1: Yeah. You have me on a little regimen where I'm using my salicylic acid. So every other night I do one night of Paula's Choice salicylic, the AHA, BHA. And then I actually use – shoot, it's a Sunday Riley oil, the UFO oil. Mm. And then on alternate nights I use my Luna. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's that's how I would do it. I would just um, just because some people can mix all their actives and be fine and some people can't. So just better to err on the side of caution so you don't do any further damage to your
1: skin. Right on. And back to licorice root.
0: Yeah. <laughs> licorice root is awesome. I think we're going to start seeing more licorice root. Um, you had said it was in the, the UFO oil. Um, you're going to see licorice root pretty because it mixes with actives pretty nicely. You're going to mm-hmm. see it as like an additional ingredient with something like salicylic acid or retinol.
1: Um, sometimes there's licorice root in there. Yeah, and the UFO one by Sunday Riley is really nice. Um, It's really good if you have bigger pores and a lot of, you know, dirt in them, which Mm -hmm. is normal. You know, it just happens. I did see that Bailey Syrian the other day was, like, going through products that she didn't like, and she mentioned the UFO oil. It's definitely not, like, an oil for skin prep or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's an oil for skincare, and that is what I think the Sunday Riley oils are meant for because I don't really – like to put my makeup over them, if that makes sense. Yeah. But when I am barefaced around the house, I love wearing them.
0: Yeah. They're what I would call almost like a dry oil where it's more of like a serum versus like a facial oil, uh, like a traditional oil, like a jojoba oil or something like that that you would think of. Oh yeah. Uh, um, the next one is rosehip oil, speaking of oils, um, mm-hmm. which has been studied to show that it can help reduce um, hyperpigmentation or the pigment production. Um, it's loaded with vitamin A and antioxidants, so great skin ingredients. Um, I love rosehip oil. If you are struggling with dry winter skin and you feel like moisturizer just can't help you, try incorporating an oil um, that can do wonders for your skin.
1: Do you just feel like rosehip oil is that oil that's like the answer to everything? Like I keep a big bottle of it next to my shower and just as soon as I'm out, it goes on. I think uh, rosehip oil is one of the oils that can be an answer
0: to everything. I -hmm. think I would put rosehip oil, squalane, (laughs) every episode, every episode, (laughs) and uh, rosehip oil, squalane, and jojoba oil, I think are three oils that your skin loves, your skin recognizes, and they they can do big, big things for the skin.
1: I just got an Avino oil for out of the shower that has jojoba oil Mm -hmm. in it. And the smell is so nice. And I put it in one of those continuous spray bottles Mm. and it's helped the spraying a little bit, but it's just very luxurious when you get out of the shower. I love it.
0: Jojoba oil is pretty cool because it is um, the closest thing in nature to our skin's own natural oil. No way. Yeah, so our skin really recognizes it and loves it. And it's recommended for um, if you're like parents who have kids with eczema and they're like struggling um, to help their kids eczema or, you know, if you're an adult, and you have eczema. um, Jojoba oil is really great for that.
1: So good to know.
0: Um, And then some other ingredients that you see thrown out a lot um, that have a little less uh, research behind them and a little less buzzwords. Our um, niacinamide will help with pigment production. Um, Actually, I feel like niacinamide is definitely, we're definitely seeing a lot more
1: of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you go over that ingredient a little bit? Because I see it everywhere, but I don't really know much about it. Sure.
0: Niacinamide is a form of a B vitamin, um, and it's really going to act like an antioxidant in the skin. So it's protecting you from free radical damage, which is environmental aggressors, sun pollution, anything that could cause potential
1: scarring. Um, so basically, you want to wear your antioxidants in the daytime under your SPF, right? Yeah, niacinamide Niosenom- would fit in that category. Yep, and
0: then vitamin C would fit in mm-hmm. that category as well. Okay, cool. Um, the next one is bearberry, um, and it's sometimes called arbutin. This one is a little more popular in um, its base. It comes from Australia, so mm-hmm. it's um, it's a little more common in Australian skincare than it is here. Um, same with kojic acid and azelaic acid. These are both acids that you're not we don't really see too much here in the United States, but they're used in other countries.
1: Oh nice. I do see az- azelaic acid around a lot. I think that's one that's starting to trend more mm-hmm. as well.
0: Yeah, and I think it's because they use it in, um, in like Australia and in Asian countries a lot. And so um, there's just, there's so many ingredients out there and that some people, some countries are like using a lot more of than others.
1: Interesting.
0: So my final thoughts on these ingredients is they need to be used consistently. You'll see signs improvement after about the first month of use. Um, and if you stop using them, the pigment will return. And
1: I'm very So this is like a for life thing. Yes. This is, you're
0: a for lifer now. All right. Sounds good. Oh, and final, final word actually is sunscreen. There is no point in doing all of this pigment reduction and prevention if you're not going to wear sunscreen because the sun is going to just bring
1: those spots right on back. Yeah. I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Lab Muffin put out a post this morning, and I know you were saying that sometimes you find her stuff a little controversial, but I thought she made a really good point. She put up the sunscreen picture. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that people, like, you were supposed to wear SPF in the house. I honestly don't. I, I don't have really have many. Like, all my windows are closed all day. But she said that that was proof to that, that, you know, if you're not right next to a window, you might not be getting the sun exposure. The other side of the man's face isn't affected, you know, because it's farther away from the light. Right. It's the picture of the truck driver
0: she posted. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, um... Yeah, she
0: she was saying that why we see the damage done to one side of his face from the sun. If you look at the other side of his face, it shows what happens when you stay out of the sun. Uh huh. Um, for me, I live in Florida, so I sunscreen every day. Um, uh-huh. Even in the house. Even well, yeah, because I'm gonna walk outside of the house at some point. I'm going to either like walk my dog or, yeah. you know, get in my car or, you know, just even sitting in the car and then going to the grocery store. Um, mm-hmm. And sunscreen has, the sun- well, the sunscreens I use have zinc in them, which is a skin beneficial ingredient. Okay. So it's got that nice anti-inflammatory
1: properties to it. Oh, nice. But okay. Yeah. But what about something like me? Like, I don't have a car, so, like, I mm-hmm. designate days to literally stay at home. I'm, like, I put all my work on on that days. I work out from home. I just literally do everything in my house. Is, like, if I'm not putting SPF on, on those days, is that really a problem? I guess not. Okay. Guess I'm going to say that it is. By. I'm going to start doing it. But, you know, the I'm so inquisitive about yeah. everything. So, I'm, like, I just want to know.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're right. But I, I'm also a believer in just, like, building habits.
1: Mm -hmm, absolutely Um,
0: but yes if you you have all of your windows closed and you're locked in your room and you are not seeing any sunshine at any point in the day then fine fine you can skip sunscreen that day
1: i'll wear my misha every day
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) um okay and that's what i have to say about um acne and pigmentation
1: Yay. So we're going to go on to blowouts mm-hmm. now. So I posted a reel this weekend and kind of went through like one of my lazy girl blowouts. This one had a side part. And um, I was really shocked by the response of it. I, I'm i so hairbrained that I just think these are boring things that everybody knows. But I just I got a lot of slides in my into my DMs. And I were, like, was one hey, of them. I want to know more about this. I was
0: one of them. So I have to f- start out by saying, Lauren, ever since I've met you, you've been Lauren with the good hair because <laughs> you have fantastic hair and your hair just like does whatever you want it to do and like all through middle school you had like the best scrunched hair because you have that wavy texture and we all scrunched our hair and then when you would straighten your hair your hair would like straighten so pretty and when you blow dry your hair you and when you would curl it like Lauren has the best hair
1: ever well, thank you. I appreciate that. And you know what? It makes me kind of sad because, like, I don't have the best hair in terms of, like, when you see people with, like, long flowing locks. But I always meet people with my hair texture that complain and say, like, their hair just does nothing. And it is true. Like, I have th- fine hair, but I have a lot of it. And I do have a little bit of a coarser texture to it. And when I go with my hair natural, it is. It's hideous. There, It, it like, doesn't do anything. But, like, you can mold this type of hair into anything. So if you kind of have that type of hair, just... Really, you're blessed. You really are. <laughs> I just don't want to like lose it all. That would that would suck for me. But there's also so many other things that you can do if you lose your hair as well. So yeah, back to the blowout. Um, we're gonna kind of break that down. I put the real on-air Instagram page so you can kind of revert, revert back to it if you want to or see it again. Um, so the first question. I'm gonna go through the questions that Kelsey asked me. <laughs> And feel free to jump in and ask more questions. Um, But she asked, what are the products you used and their purpose? So the first one I used was It's a 10 Leaving Conditioner Potion plus keratin. Um, This is a combination of conditioners and protective ingredients. So it has a heat protectant in there as well. Uh, It also has hydrolyzed keratin, which smooths the hair cuticle. It helps with humidity and heat styling. Humidity is huge in the South. Also, a lot of times people ask me, like, what's a good heat protectant? A lot of your products that you use before a blowout have heat protectant already in it nowadays. So you don't even have to look for another product. Um, I did read on the website that it claims to be great for separating curls. So if I have any curly queens out there, please give it a try and let me know if that works for you. Um And basically, this product does so much without using much product. Um, I wouldn't use this product on super fine hair. It's a 10 also has a spray version that I think is a little bit lighter that I think is much better for people with finer hair. Uh, The next product that I used was the small clear bottle with the gold liquid inside. And that is Olaplex Oil Number 7. I love this product and I use it for everything. Um, It's the only hair oil that you will ever need. It is great for all hair types. That actually has a heat protection in it as well as UV protection. Um, If you dye your hair a lot or if you are gray and you rely on a specific color to give you that natural color back please use something with uv protection in it or wear a hat out because the sun totally fades your hair and that's not your stylist's fault that's just nature i i had no idea about that
0: you didn't no
1: so the sun will um lighten your hair color or like not keep it as vibrant oh absolutely even your natural hair color um Being a blonde, when I, you know, having roots, like, the sun will bleach out my roots and make them a little bit lighter. But absolutely, and my redheads out there, or if you do any of the fashion colors, the sun will just strip that right out for Mm you. Yeah. Um, The oil has a high shine finish. You can use it in your hair wet or dry. This is really nice if, you know, maybe you're on day two of not washing your hair and it's a little crunchy on the ends. That oil will bring it back to life. Um, another thing that I use it for is in my boyfriend's beard. I use this as his beard oil and he also has really straight thick hair. It, when I cut his hair, it's a nightmare. Like I, it gives me like splinters in my skin. So oh my putting God. this oil on before his haircut makes it not hurt as much, which is really nice. Now,
0: have you used the
1: Olaplex shampoo and conditioner? Absolutely. Um, I've used both. I don't use the shampoo anymore. I like to play around with shampoos. I'm not really pressed on anything, but I always buy the Olaplex conditioner. It is amazing. So- and Olaplex is known because it's supposed to recreate bonds in your hair. Mm-hmm. It's a patented technology. Um, there really hasn't been a product that has done that before or they've found that science for. Um, so it's a really great additive in hair color, which your salon will have like a professional um you know, back bar version of the Olaplex products, but you can buy in just everyday retail their shampoo and conditioner, which I highly recommend.
0: So I used their shampoo and conditioner because the lady who colored my hair um, last year right before my wedding was like, oh, it's the best. Like, you've got to get it. And like, because I could get it at a pro store, I got it. And I
1: did not like the shampoo. I um, didn't either. Yeah. Neither. That's why I didn't go back with that one. It's, it's very, it's a, it almost feels like lotion. Wouldn't it, you agree? Great. Right.
0: Yeah. And I had a hard time, getting it out of my hair, I felt like yes. I, I felt like I had a hard time working it into my hair and a hard time getting it out of my hair.
1: I 100% agree. And that's why I didn't stick by it. I usually like to have a shampoo that really cleanses the hair, especially because I like to go days in between mm-hmm. a shampoo. Um, so I'm usually the same with skin, how people double cleanse and then go in with moisturizer. I double cleanse with my shampoo. I like a really sudsy shampoo. And then I like a conditioner that's really going to like moisturize and smooth everything out.
0: I did see you posted a shampoo that I use, the, um, what's it called? Hot Girl.
1: Hot, yeah hot yeah. girl yeah and yeah. it's like a hydrating shampoo yeah, yeah, I, and yeah. it's by IGK yes
0: I use that one because I when I went back to see the stylist I was like yeah I hated Olaplex so you're gonna have to recommend something else
1: <laughs> yeah and that's funny because the way that I got out is I was in the pro store and checking out and I was just like you know what I need shampoo and I like never really like I've never fallen in love with a shampoo mm-hmm. I was like can you just suggest one and like two people in the store had suggested that and I like it it's got a really nice smell it's hydrating. Yes. Yeah. It's fine. It does It does what I need it to do, so... Yeah, and a lot of people, like, for blondes especially, like, push the purple shampoo thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, if you use that too much, it can also build up on your hair and... Your hair just lacks luster or any of that. I so. found
0: um, when I was using purple shampoo for every time I washed my hair, my hair was very dry. That, I, yeah. Yeah. I found it to be really dry. So instead I do um, a purple, it's by Pravana and it's like a mask. And I'll I do, love Pravana. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly
1: what you're talking about. I used yeah. to use that too.
0: I do that maybe every other week.
1: Yeah, and I think that's better to do to your hair because Mm -hmm. once you put the purple shampoo on every day, your hair just gets used to it and it's not excited about it anymore. I don't know the science behind that, but that's (laughs) literally what happens. And I think that's such a great point about the purple shampoos being drying. Um, There was a point where I was extremely platinum blonde. Like I would have a chemical haircut every time I dyed my hair. It It was excessive. So I would actually make my own purple shampoo by finding the most hydrating shampoo that I could and then putting a little bit of like that purple hair dye in there. So. Weird. Yeah. Oh, you're such a chemist. Yeah, you know, I love to really get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the other product that I used was the Sexy Hair Altitude mousse. I was just being fancy here. I really wanted to have volume <laughs> on that side of my head. Um so that's why I scrunched that in there. Um usually your mousses have alcohol in them which dries out the hair, but that's not a bad thing. Um, my hair is like almost like duckling hair. It's so soft and so fine, especially on that first shampoo day. And that's not actually what I want. So I want to go in and kind of dry out the root a little bit and tease there so that I can get a few more days out of shampooing um, because I don't want to shampoo my hair every day.
0: Yeah. My hair is the same way. Uh, The first day hair, I hate it. I hate it.
1: Oh, it's awful. Yeah. I'm like always dirtying it up, always putting like a texture spray in Mm -hmm. it, trying to get some of that. The the natural oils out of it, which I know sounds bad and counterproductive, but if you have soft, fine hair like us, that's how you're going to go more days in between a shampoo. Mm-hmm. Not, not all the dry hairspray in the world. It's really by like using the right products beforehand, um, especially blow drying your hair away from the root so that it kind of stands up a little bit. And then it has more time to like soak in the natural oils and get dirty throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Um, The next thing that I used was the, after my hair was already dry, just to finish it, I used the Kenra oil spray, which I love. This spray has a soft finish and oil in it. It balanced out some of that dryness that I've created with the mousse. Um, It also smooths out any flyaways and it has 24-hour humidity resistance, which we love. (laughs) Okay, so the next question was... Why did you blow dry your hair just a little bit, then section it off? So this is such an important step. You want to actually have your hair 80 to 90% dry before you attempt any styling. Like it is a lot of work once you get in with that round brush. So please don't make yourself work harder than you have to. Um, There are some stylists out there that say you shouldn't even put your product in soaking wet hair. Some people will go through and kind of power dry it to like 50% dry and then actually put the products in. So they're working. Um, I blew it dry about 80% 80 and then sectioned off my hair for this specific style that I wanted. Um, The next question that Kelsey had was, why did you use an attachment on your blow dryer? So I power dried my hair without an attachment until it is 80% dry. And then I began to blow dry it with an attachment. So the attachment gives the heat flow a specific direction. This attachment is meant to smooth the hair cuticle by directing all the airflow into one direct line. Mm, okay. That makes yeah. sense. Okay. So at first when I'm like, you know, And it's totally normal um if you need to flip your head over and blow dry your hair upside down that is totally a normal thing to have to do while you're in the process but you don't need to put the nozzle on it um just use the normal hair dryer and then when you're ready to actually like smooth out the sections and um style it that's when you should use the attachment um also it's good to know that blow drying with the blow dryer under the hair section that you're working in will cause flyaways and the hair strand to be pushed upward So it's totally okay to go in this direction as you start adding form and volume to the hair, but you should finish the blow dryer at a downward angle away from your scalp to smooth everything out. And the other most important thing in your blow dry is the tension that you're keeping on the brush, especially if you have super curly, kinky hair or really thick hair that has a lot of fridge to it. You wanna make sure that like, sometimes I'll even take the brush Take my hair, wrap it around it in a full rotation and pull tight and then push the blow dryer on top and just like push down, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, no,
0: (laughs) it makes sense. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, but tension is... So important. Um, Also, I have to say, those velcro rollers that have been around since the 80s, those are like your best friend. If you want volume in your hair, or if you're trying to get a blowout that will last you a couple days, just pop those in, and then you can go onto your skincare. You can do your makeup. You can make breakfast. They're amazing. And then just make sure when you do take them out, they're going to cool in the section that you're putting them in. So go through with your blow dryer and like rough dry everything out. So there's not any sections that looks like there was actually a curler or a roller in there. Got it.
0: Yeah. So I, cause I see those a lot. Um, so it's essentially you just leave your hair in there to like cool in that shape and then that'll give you some extra volume.
1: Yeah. Hair is really neat because it actually has memory in it. Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot like baking when you're heating and cooling, um, you want to heat your hair up. To start forming it in the direction that you want to. And then once you get it there, if you let it cool while it's in that style, like your hair will remember that style. So that's why like it it's kind of weird to think about, but like, you know, curls, you put curls in and we always joke about needing to brush your curls out, but that's why your curls are able to stay in. You know, the it the hair has the memory of that pattern in there. Got
0: it, got it. Okay. And then tell me about the the brushes you used, because you used like a couple different things.
1: Yeah. So Oh, yeah. I use the wet brush at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I use the wet brush comb. I just prefer it. They also have the regular brush, they're both great for you. Always start at the ends of your hair and then work up. Um these brushes are great. They really do get through the naughtiest hair. I know some people especially when you have kids, like kids don't want you messing with their hair. So it's a really great great brush if you have some knots in there, it'll just like glide right through. The other brushes that I was using was the um Olivia Garden round brushes. Mm. I really like her brushes. I think they're great. Um I think they're like a mid-price point at Ulta. Um yeah. I get mine at the professional store and they're cheap. they're less expensive. I but- remember seeing them at Ulta when I worked there that brand. Yeah, I want to say they're like twenty five, thirty dollars. Mm-hmm. Which, if you're not about like that much with your hair, you're like that's way too much. But if you do like playing with your hair and giving yourself a good blowout, it's it's a great tool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's everything for the blowout.
0: Yeah, you're. I mean, it looked amazing. Thank you so much for answering all those questions.
1: <laughs> There's so much I'm behind do it. it. Blowout now that I have totally different hair. So Yeah, I
0: can't wait to see everything you're gonna do um with your bangs and your new haircut. Cause you're definitely like when you have a new hair, you really like to just do all these looks. Like I remember when um the the flight attendant show. Um yes, yes and then you were like doing this flight attendant vibe and I and I <laughs> loved it. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you for liking that. I know it's kinda of weird, but I love it. You know, I'll I'll
0: be your fan. I'll I'll be your biggest fan. Thank you, girl. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, so should we talk about what made
1: us happy this
0: week? Yes, absolutely. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Should I go first? uh, Yeah, go for it. You go first. Okay, cool. So um, I've actually spent a lot of money and done a lot of dotting this week, but it feels good to have the means to take care of myself. So I bought eye insurance, new glasses, contacts, um... New podcast gear and a laptop all in a matter of a few weeks. (laughs) Also, my puppy doesn't understand that my laptop is like an expensive piece of equipment. And when he's ready to lay on me, it's like he's going to lay on top of the laptop. Um, Also, my boyfriend gave me money for Valentine's Day for plants. More plants. More plants. So I bought these like hanging pendulums, and I want to put some air plants in it. And I have a wall right now that's up against my couch that um, has fairy lights hanging down. It has like two macrame planners, and then it has vines in it. So it's like kind of a whole vibe I'm going for. So I'm excited to like do the next thing for that.
0: We have um, a lot of air plants – well, we have a lot of trees that have a lot of air plants in our neighborhood, and we have these really ugly bushes out front of our house. So we started when we would find an air plant, like, that had blown out of a tree, we started putting them in our bushes, like, just, like, on our walks and stuff like that. And so now our bushes out front are covered in these air plants. It's really funny. Okay, One of-
1: that's the coolest thing I've ever heard, and I honestly <laughs> didn't know that that's how air plants existed. I just – I had no idea, like, what the whole deal was with them, but they're so neat, and I know they're so low-maintenance. So they come off of the trees.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so like if we have like a really bad storm or like or it's windy or something like that, they'll just be like on the ground.
1: And And do they come from a specific
0: tree? Um, well, in our neighborhood, we have, they're called bald cypress. So we have uh-huh. a lot of the Spanish moss as well. Same.
1: That's why I'm wondering if I have it here and I mm-hmm. didn't know about it.
0: Yeah. Well, um, I'll, I'll send you a picture of our, all of our air plants in our big, ugly Please bush. Do. Yeah. It's, um, but just whenever they would be on the ground, cause we have huge ones here. I mean, they look like, um, I mean, they're, they're crazy. So we just started sticking them in our bush, um, because they're, they don't need, I mean, their roots are in the air. You can see their roots. They don't need, uh-huh the ground for that. So um, you can kind of just, like, move them around. And um, one of them has, like, sprouted, like, a red flower, which I didn't <gasps> even know. So, yeah, we've got um, – they're doing pretty well in our bush. It's – because we moved in. We're in, like – um. Uh, an HOA townhouse neighborhood so we can't do a lot to like our outside like it it came with this ugly bush and we kind of have to leave the ugly bush (laughs) right right (laughs) so we're sticking air plants in it and at first the lawn guys were like taking them out and like um like thinking that they were there by accident and trimming them but now they now they know they leave them alone
1: oh that's so nice yeah I love especially living in the south all the nature and Mm -hmm. the life we have um So where my apartment is, I'm on the second floor and I'm looking out the window right now. And it's like, you know, there's just palm trees everywhere. And then right in front of my um, apartment is a loquat tree, which I didn't know anything about until I moved down here. I I don't know what a loquat is. Yeah, loquat is, I guess it's like a fruit and people make like loquat. Oh, is it like. Um, yeah okay I it's know what it is like peaches or something but yeah. this tree just sprouts crazy things all year long and a couple times we um, have some ladies in the neighborhood that like to climb in the loquat tree when they're at full bloom which about scared the shit out of me like I'm like naked in my like in my bedroom and like look over and there's like these women climbing my tree like what
0: yeah so we have um, so if you have any kind of fruit tree down here in South Florida um, you'll get parrots so in Claire's yard she has like um they're like uh, little kumquats and uh-huh. like once a year it blooms and her yard is crazy with these loud parrots and like
1: oh my god I hope she videos that she, I love how so, she
0: like always sh- shares yeah. parts of her life it's beautiful yeah. I really want to see that yeah, so most people like down here hate the parrots because they're loud parrots are super loud right and so like imagine a flock of them they're essentially just screaming the entire time but I guess because I'm not from here like I love it and I get excited and I'm like every time I hear hear a parrot I'm like oh my god guys parrot it's a parrot it's,
1: a- uh, it's like how we feel about seagulls and when people like go to the beach and feed seagulls yeah they're like look how cool it's and we're like it's not cool stop it yeah <laughs> don't encourage them
0: yes <laughs> so what made me happy this week is I've been swimming in my community pool and I I feel yes. I feel like equally shitty for saying that because I realize like what's going on in Texas right now and like yeah, half yeah. of snowstorms everywhere but yeah oh my
1: gosh what's going on in Texas I I feel so it's really and
0: I feel really bad because like this is essentially like our nicest time of year in South Florida is like January February March and April it's like our prime time like beautiful like 70s 80s just like low humidity really nice so Um, I've been going to my community pool, um, because, well, A, no one's ever there. Um, Mm -hmm. and B, I, um, I'm trying to like kind of rehab my knee from when I injured it. And so being in the pool, is just like a nice, like low resistance. Um, and I try to like, I bring my headphones and then I'll put on like, just like classical music or something like that. And just try to like really just clear my head and just being in a body of water is so nice. Like I always forget. Um, how nice it
1: is until I get it. I'm a big um bath taker. Do you, you like baths? Oh, I love baths. Yeah. I yeah, cuz like and that's all it is. It's just being submerged in water. Mm-hmm, it feels mm-hmm. so lovely. Yeah,
0: definitely. So, I feel I'm really sorry that everyone is in snowstorms and iced out right now, but yes. in here in South Florida it's a beautiful 77 degrees. And... Yeah,
1: in South Carolina it's just been raining all week, which is really gross, but yeah, like the actual temperature hasn't been terrible. I mm-hmm. feel so bad for everyone up north and in and in Texas, I oh, when I first moved down to Charleston, I actually moved down during their first snowstorm that they – the last snowstorm they had, I think, was, like, 10 or 20 years ago. And um, they were so ill-prepared. There yeah. wasn't even a salt truck in this town. <laughs> and it, it was just so bad. And I imagine that's exactly how they are down there because they – they're not prepared for this. They're not prepared. And it looks
0: crazy. Like, it, it's heartbreaking. Like, the when, when I was really little, we lived in southern Maryland. And we had a snowstorm that knocked out our power. And we lasted a couple days. And then my mom took me and my sister to my grandma's house. But my dad stayed at the house without power with the dog. And like, I remember we all slept in the living room with like a fire, like our fireplace and like a tree had fallen on my swing set. But if it had fallen the other way, it would have like fallen in our house. Like it's those kind of storms are really scary.
1: Mother nature. Yeah it's, yeah. it's no joke. Like anybody that thinks that they're great and powerful in this world, yeah. you are such a loser because like mother nature owns you.
0: Yeah. No, she she'll whip your ass. Yeah. Especially yeah. like where we are like with um, like you and I have to be worried about hurricanes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And no yep. joke. No joke. So but but swimming has made me happy. So <laughs> good. yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Everybody it has been fun. Yeah. And we'll talk to you next week. We'll get our topic
1: together and we will definitely release that on Instagram soon.
0: All right, cool. Oh, and leave us a review, guys, or a a star. Give us some stars, maybe like five of them. I love stars. Yeah. Yeah, we love five Five stars. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye.